Tapes and Scouts, a podcast where two friends review every single movie they watch. Hello. Boo to do 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 to do. What? Boo to do 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 to do do do. Boo to do 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 to do. What? You're not doing those movies, are you? No. No. Then got the new one coming out though. Yeah, I. You know, don't know. I I legit still haven't seen the Crystal Skull. I can't encourage you to. That's why I haven't done it. Yeah, I can't encourage that. I mean, I know what happens in it. I may have seen like five minutes when it was on TV once. That's about it. I, yeah, but collectively, there's probably like 15 or 20 minutes that are worth your time. But sure. it's not worth sitting through the rest of it, unfortunately. That's awful. Yeah, it sucks. Well, I got two movies and you got two movies. How do you end? Uh, like medium well. That's kind of where I am. So I don't know. Sam, who should go first? Tim. Tim. All right, then I shall. We're going to 2020. Oh, okay. That's that a awful, year. awful year. Yep. Arkansas. 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 Yeah. The Ark of Kansas. Okay. I watched this on the 20th of October, 2022. It's an hour 57 crime thriller. Mm. Directed by Clark Duke. Clark Duke. Who you've absolutely seen before. He was in Hot Tub Time Machine. Wow. one of the main dudes. Wow. This is his directorial debut. That's awesome. He also plays a character here. Nice. So starring Clark Duke. Liam Hemsworth and Vince Vaughn. That's quite a cast. It's got more people, if you can believe that. Holy shit. Your IMDb movie summary. Kyle and Swin live by the orders of an Arkansas-based drug kingpin named Frog, whom they've never met. Hmm. But when a deal goes horribly wrong, the consequences are deadly. Mmm. So the poisonous so, frog. He's very poisonous, oh. yes. I watched the trailer for this, and I, I was like, this sounds so generic. Right. I watched the trailer, I was like, this actually looks fun, though. Plus, I saw some of the other people that are in it. John Malkovich and Vivica A. Fox are also smaller roles. Wow. Yeah, John Malkovich is really fun. I love John Malkovich. So you kind of figure out that Liam Hemsworth, he's brand new to the area, and he hooks up with this guy, Swin, which is Clark Duke's character. Okay. And they are part of this little drug thing that is going down in uh, Arkansas. And it's very rednecky. They're like, yeah, we don't run this. Like, come on, man. This is, we're all dumb. We're all rednecks. We're all just kind of like trying to do our thing. Right. It's not organized. It's not like the Italian mafia or right. something. And they uh, they just mentioned that. They're like, yeah, man, because that's like one of the plot points, I think, is like, that we're, like we're just doing our own thing. I don't yeah. know why it works, but everybody gets their drugs and we make money. <laughs> you know? So so Liam Hemsworth is essentially like this, this enforcer character driving around who is not and uh they work for john malkovich he's the only contact they know okay and he's way over the top in this he's a lot of fun so things go wrong though john malkovich not around at some point so things have gone bad and they don't know what to do he was their only tie so they don't know how to contact for they know frog is a a person right or a name of an alias of a person they're like they had no idea like what do we even do yeah who do i report to to let them know shit has hit the fan right and they don't know, so they just live in his house for a while. Okay. And they hope that it gets sorted out. Interesting. But it's a weird thing because people keep showing up and they're like, is that the guy we should tell? Or is that just some scumbag guy looking for the John Malkovich character? Because right. you get the impression it's probably both. Right. So they don't know who to trust. They're not the smartest guys in the world. Right. Liam Hemsworth, his character is just like, yeah, I mean, I'm just here to hit things, man. Like, this is what we're doing. Nice. I'm just trying to survive. <laughs> 
I thought this had a really cool plot. Yeah. This movie definitely got hurt by the pandemic. Right. Uh, it's sad, I think. But this movie apparently got a lot of comparison to like a Tarantino okay. in a negative way. Oh. And I don't really see it. I mean, I think there's a little Tarantino in it, but like... The flavor, it's like an offbeat group of bad guys. But I mean, everybody said anybody, any duo yeah. of offbeat bad guys, especially right. low ranking bad guys, sure. immediately she's like, oh, you pump fiction ripoff. I was right. like, why? Tarantino's not the first one to do a movie about a partnership of low end thugs. Right. Like, this isn't the first time we've seen this, even by a long shot. I mean, Tarantino will tell you that. For sure. People are, People I just, suck, they I, just take the low hanging fruit. I know. Vince Vaughn continues to be fucking awesome. He's I don't know so what's great. up with him, but he's just like, I'm just going to fucking kick ass yeah i feel like from uh, true detective on he's just been like he's taken on some really interesting i mean he's just like like i felt like in the dodgeball era of vince vaughn where it's like we saw him in jurassic park and he's like kind of funny and i like i'd overlooked like the early stuff he did with um uh like swingers swingers um swingers yeah was good yep like the John Favreau early stuff that made him famous. And then I was just like, I don't know if this guy's got a whole lot. And then I saw some of his older stuff and then the stuff he keeps churning out, like the Brawl and Cell Block 99 stuff. I'm just yeah. like, man, Vince Vaughn has got, he's will, the man. I will take this all day long. Yeah. This is, he is so much fun. I guess this movie isn't like the greatest thing in the world, but I had a real blast watching. That's what matters. I think the characters were so good. I think everybody brought it. Vivica A. Fox is fun. That's great. Um, I just thought it was really good. So I think this is one of those sleeper movies that everybody would probably enjoy. I like the uh, the concept when you see an actor take the helm. That's what yeah. they're going to do is these character forward pieces that are just like, I just want to chew the scenery. Oh, yes. Which Malkovich is, is easily the top of that. Nice. I love it. Top of that. Then Vaughn. Vaughn is good. Love it. IMDb gave it a 6.0. Okay. Rotten Tomato Critics. 51%. Sad, but it was 69 critics. Mm. The audience gave it 51%. Whoa. They normally don't match. No. It was at a 250 plus. Okay. I got the highest score. Wow. I gave it a seven. Nice. I thought it, I could, I see what he was going for. I, I feel like this movie probably had a little bit of trouble because of the time it was made. And I thought it was very good. Awesome. Yeah. Very exciting. Yeah. I'll take you back. Before the pandemic. Please take me back. 2001. No Space Odyssey. Oh. But there is Halloween Town 2. Whoa. Calabar's Revenge. Oh, no. Yeah. Watch no. this October 30th, 2022. It is one hour and 21 minutes of a movie. It is a family <laughs> adventure film directed by Mary Lambert, starring Daniel Kruntz, Emily Roski. And Judith Hoeg. Roski. Um, your summary for this one: An angry warlock has stolen a magic spellbook and plans to turn everyone into whatever costume they are wearing at midnight on Halloween. That's fun. It's a race against time to get the book back and save humanity from permanent horror. That's really fun, but most people have their costumes on earlier. Yeah, yeah. This uh, <laughs> this movie is not good. It really... So I was pretty favorable about my review of Halloween Town, the original, and this movie was just like, oh, cool, strong moral themes and really, really awesome makeups. Let's do none of those for this one. There's no real theme here, like no overarching theme, and the makeup is like we threw some powder makeup on somebody and claimed that they're like an ogre. You're a warlock. Yeah, it's, it's bad. It's not good. It is literally the son of the bad guy from the first one. So like son of cliche. There's nothing like it was literally like this was pretty popular. We could probably use another one. And they're just like, all right, cool. Let's just throw darts at like a writing book for all of the writing tropes that we should put in this. That sucks. No morals, no theme, no anything to push it. Like Debbie Reynolds and the leads kind of just sleepwalk through it. There's nothing going on here. I'm surprised they got him back. Yeah, it's 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 rough. But a fun.
fun side note is the main character from this movie, Daniel Kruntz, uh, ended up recently, like within the past year, I think this year maybe, marrying the lead actress from the first two Halloween towns, <laughs> Kimberly Brown. So as they just recently reconnected and got married. So that's awesome. That's exciting news from the front. Is there a head nod there? controversial oh it was controversial oh there was an age difference which oh. isn't that bad no yeah. but there's always some controversy but they're happy so fuck everybody else yeah, fuck all y'all um just don't do another one of these halloween town films yeah fuck all y'all <laughs> <laughs> uh 6.3 out of 10 is what imdb has to say rotten tomatoes critic and audience say absolutely not even gonna try no That's scores smart. whatsoever <laughs> i give it a four out of ten that's not good it is not good you could do worse but just don't bother watch the first halloween town just pretend the other ones don't exist it's a good idea trust, trust me that sounds like the right idea yeah well i got a movie please from 2021 oh the last duel the last duel the last duel there better not be another one nope this is certainly the last one okay good i watched it on the 22nd of october it's two hours and 32 minutes oh that is quite a long duel yes it is action drama history uh-huh Directed by Ridley Scott. Oh, Ridley Scott. That's right. The Ridley Scott. He's like, he's recently had a birthday at time of recording, he's and he's like 70 or 80 or something. 80, I think. I almost fell out of my chair. I was like, he's that old. Is that right? Yeah, a lot of directors stop at some point. Yeah, they just stop aging. He's just, he's no, like, he you know just, what? I'm going to live forever. I'm going to, yes. Tack all the numbers on you want. He did. That's what he He's did. a replicant. He famously said that in, in Newsweek once. <laughs> um, remember Newsweek, kids? You don't. Starring... The Matt Damon. The Matt Damon. The Ben Affleck. Though of course, of course he's there. The Jody Comer. Okay. Comer? Comer, yep. But most importantly, in my opinion, the Adam Driver. Well, he drives. Adam Driver is so incredibly good. He has just really impressed me. Again, we're talking about Vince Vaughn. Adam Driver has continued to take what was like, ah, oh, he just kind of got famous because he was on a show and then got into the Star Wars. But he's just been continuously telling me, no, Max, I got chops, I swear. Dude, if you watch Girls, he's so good on it. Yep. He really, really is. IMDb Movie Summary. King Charles the, I can do Roman numerals, sixth. Ooh. Declares that night Jean de Carjot settle his dispute with his squire by challenging him to a duel. Very basic. The last duel. The last one. This movie is probably not for everyone. Okay. Just by nature of how it is done. Okay. You start with the start of the duel. You see them both about to connect. They're jousting. Okay. They're about to connect. You don't know who does what. Right. Two men jousting. You definitively know this joust, this is happening. Right. 100% this is happening, then they stop. Okay. And then we go back. And then you get Matt Damon's point of view for like an hour and a half. Okay. And then you get Adam Driver's point of view retelling the same exact story. Okay. The scenes are a little different. And then you get uh, Jody Comer's. Okay point of view and she's matt damon's wife in this all right so matt damon seems very heroic in this but then he's like headstrong right and adam driver's super talented and they're they're clearly pretty close to equals just coming at it a different way adam driver is the finesse and the ability right where matt damon is i'm a punch a thing real hard sure. a little closer to that and a little more reckless right so they're doing that they go back and forth ben affleck he plays like a high up and he keeps having favor with Adam Driver's character and he keeps doing things that just fucks over Matt Damon's mm. character and he's like like giving away his childhood land to him mm. things like that right because he does not like him so it just keeps escalating and escalating and and then you're like that's weird what why are we watching this for like an hour and a half like what is the fucking yeah. point this right? is a whole movie right here eventually uh 
Matt Damon's wife accuses Adam Driver of raping her. Oh. So very serious tone out of nowhere, which yeah. is a very serious crime. It's also a very different crime back then. Right. Like, the worry was Matt Damon, who was away at the time, would come back, and once he finds out that, he would just kill her. Right. Which is apparently a common thing that would happen. Yeah. Tainted, dead. Tainted, you're done. Yeah. Doesn't even matter. Nope. So they actually end up going to trial, and it's determined the only way to figure out what actually happened is to do the duel and trial let, by God, let God sort him out. Yep. So that's your, your story, and you know all of this, and you're like, okay. But then we get back to that point, and it's like, all right, let's see what Adam Driver thinks. Yeah. And what's really cool between all these point of view switches is what is the same and what is different. Right. In Adam Driver's, you see Matt Damon way more cocky, way more arrogant. Right. A little shittier. Yep. And it, and then, but Adam Driver's like, like he even shows you like, yeah, I went there. Yeah, I, I had my way with her, but like she was into it. It was like, it's like weird. Right. His point of view, especially like, cause he starts as like the most heroic. Yeah. And you're like, I can't see your point of view. I can see how in this land you'd get away with this. Yeah. But I don't understand at all what you're saying. Huh. And then finally you get her point of view and her point of view is awesome. Hmm. Because Adam Driver's a piece of shit. Right. But Matt Damon's also kind of yep. a piece of shit. He goes from being like the most heroic at the beginning to like, he, like it's really great. Just like, oh man, you are awful. Yeah. Like he, everything's hidden under this veneer of being right. awesome. It's really cool. cool. So you end up all of these weird things and, and everybody's bizarre point of views of the events. But it ultimately she sticks to her guns. Like everyone's abandoned her. All her friends are like, no, man, how could you even accuse him of this? Like yeah. that kind of stuff. Like you were always nice to him. You always thought he was cute. Yeah. Like you've mentioned these things. Like I can't not let, you know, so they get to the duel and then that's ultimately what's going to settle it. Hmm. God will settle it in the duel. That's interesting. And it has a conclusion. And I'm just like, wow, like this was good. I don't know if it was two and a half hours good, but like. Were you pleased with the ending? I was. Nice. I was. Very cool. Uh, and they do give you a little bit of a, at the end, some throwaway words of just like, this is what happened to them after the. Yeah. And historically accurate. As, as historically accurate as we know. Yeah, that's that's cool. I'm glad they stuck to like so much cruxes on how this ends. Like, what's the resolution here? I, I was really worried because this is such a long movie. Yeah. You know that's my cinema sin. Like, just don't be long for no yeah. reason. I feel like this was long for a reason, which was so nice. If anybody can do a long movie, I mean, it's the guy who did Gladiator. It's the, I mean, the guy who did 400 cuts of Blade Runner. Right. Like, he can do a long movie. And my wife hates stuff like this. And I was like, I don't, I don't even know why you're here. Like, I, I'm shocked that you want to yeah. watch this. And she enjoyed it as well. Nice. So, Very exciting. Let's get into it. IMDb 7.4. Okay. Rotten Tomato Critics, 287 of them at the time, 85%. Okay. The audience, 1,000 plus, which isn't bad for a brand spanking new movie. No. 81%. Hmm. The wife and I actually agreed on our score. Whoa. A 7 out of 10. Nice. Movie good. Very cool. What you got, fool? Oh, I did it right. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Damn. He actually knew. Yeah. 2022's The House. The House. The House. Watch this on November 6, 2022. It's one hour and 37 minutes. It is an animation drama. All right. Uh, it stars Mia Goth, Helena Bonham Carter, Susan Wacoma, directed by, oh boy, Emma Day Swear, Nikki Lindroth, Van Barr, Paloma 
Bodza and Mark James Rollis. I'm hoping anthology. This is, yeah, this is your description. Across different eras, a poor family, an anxious developer, and a fed-up landlady become tied to the same mysterious house in this dark animated feature. Okay. So I I chose this movie because the animation looks so interesting and bizarre. Right. And... Each one of the stories is different. There's a story about a family and they're done with like stop motion animated, like very like cotton batty style dolls. Okay. Which is really interesting. Yeah, that is cool. And then the next story takes place. The housing developer is a mouse who's trying to sell the house to other mice. <laughs> and the final story is a fed up landlady who is a cat trying to deal with her no good cat tenants. So it's really bizarre. Every movie does something really weird. The first story is about a family who get offered to move into this artist's house and then they start to slowly become the house except for that there's a girl and her very like infantile younger sibling who are trying to survive the house and like the dad becomes a chair next to the fire and the mom becomes curtains at the end it's fucking nuts and then after that the mouse has doing a house showing and these two mice essentially like move in and are just like oh we're trying it out like we're gonna get you the money we're gonna buy this house we really like it we just really wanted to make sure like just living there walking around naked taking baths sleeping in the bed and this like developers like trying to build essentially feels like a house flipper like he's like throwing everything he can into it and then there's like this this bug problem he's trying to contend with while these people are living there it's really weird and then the cat lady she has two tenants that kind of are trying to like they're not great with their rent. They're not always on time. One's a hippie and one's a stoner. And they're trying to kind of, they end up, she ends up kind of kicking out the stoner. And then the hippie brings in a friend to crash and like, he also can't pay. And then they end up kind of teaching her about lessons beyond that of just the house, which is slowly being flooded out when she has it. Very weird. I was going to say is drugs involved at all. Of this? Yeah. It sounds like a lot were done in the writing. Yeah. This is on. definitely a art movie that leans much heavier on metaphor than it does plot driven or trying to make logical choices is very like big leaps but they are all essentially trying to tell different metaphors about commercialism and the dangers of commercialism and how we're so tied to our physical objects and things we own and like that matters more than anything and we're missing out on the bigger picture and we're getting trapped in things and like you know i mean we've become defined by our property like these are pretty like straightforward metaphors it's not doing anything earth shattering here but it's definitely an art house film and every uh every one of the shorts is a different style of of uh animation sounds good it's different i like the morals i like the ideas yeah if you want to watch something that's a little bit more out there this is definitely up your alley especially if you like kind of off-kilter adult animation not adult for anything gross or dirty or anything there's no like weird well the mice are walking around naked right it's really weird and they're like an elderly mouse couple it's really out there yeah it's something different but if you want to see something different and bizarre i mean this is definitely interesting and it's trying to make a point and tell a message not necessarily tell a story after Mad God, I don't think anything would be too bizarre. No, this is not as bizarre as Mad God. <laughs> IMDb gives it a 6.8 out of 10. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes critics, 34 of them, love them art house movies, 97%. Okay. Audience, 236 exactly. There's no plus here, which kind of surprised me a lot. And there's a new movie, 74%. Okay. Not as interested in the art house cinema. I didn't think it was going to be that high. Yeah. It is it is good, and it's interesting. Um, It kept me entertained and guessing the whole time. I gave it a 7.5 out of 10. Nice. That yeah. sounds good. Yeah, it was solid. Very cool. Yeah, solid movie. Sam gives it a thumbs down. She thought it was weird as hell. Sam, if you just just yell out, what number would you give it? 
four. Four. Well, that I averages. Didn't sleep for part of it. Oh, you did. Man, that's never. You good. did. I liked it. Seven and a half. Mm. I was right. Oh. Sorry, Sam. <laughs>